Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, it's Allison. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a Q&A session for you today. So thank you very much for sending in questions and uh, for giving me some really nice feedback about the podcast. Uh, if you have a question, please um, go ahead and email it. We'll catch you on the next one. Here's what we've got lined up for today. Uh, question number one. My son is turning seven in May. I have a daughter that was born in March 2020. So it was really challenging for the first two years as I was alone with both of them at home. He is very impatient. The moment he says he needs water or anything else, he starts moaning if he doesn't get it right that second. He has been having these episodes of screaming his head off and getting really upset about small stuff and not being able to calm down. Any tips on how to help him deal with these feelings? He is naturally very sensitive and my daughter is a force of nature. I'm at a stage where I'm thinking of talking to a psychologist. Don't know if I gave you enough information as I tried to keep it short. Thank you. Um, so... Let me see if I can be helpful here with this amount of information. The behaviors that you are describing is what we would call demanding um, behaviors. He is demanding that you get him water. He's demanding that he has your time and attention. He's demanding that things go his way. He's demanding that the small stuff like a, a dropping a teddy bear or whatever he's doing when life doesn't go the way he wants life to go. Uh, he's getting upset. So this is all demanding behavior. I want when I want when I want it, it should go my way. And I have a right to your time. I have a right to be served first. I have a right for the world to unfold the way I want it to go. So this is um, an underdeveloped social interest, we call it, you know, he's still very much thinking of himself as an individual in the center of the world, directing the affairs of life as opposed to being a team player that has to 
subvert his personal wishes and desires in order to accommodate the fact that he lives in a social group and other people have things to do and other people have um, uh, responsibilities uh, and uh, that sometimes a sister needs to be given time and attention and sometimes you mommy is busy and can't get your water right away and so he has this low social interest so what do we do when we have a demanding child with low social interest well we gotta we gotta get him moving in a couple of directions here the first thing is we want to make him feel more useful in the family not through um being in having people serve him and have him be the critic and the complainer of that service which is sort of the role he's he's creatively found for himself it keeps you busy uh, it's pretty easy for kids to realize that when i'm doing right and doing good busy parents ignore them but if i am kerfuffling and creating problems and stirring up troubles and complaints and using my emotions to interrupt people now you have to deal with me now you got to stop what you're doing stop playing with my sister stop doing your work whatever it might be so you know the squeaky wheel often gets the grease and kids learn that pretty quickly so we got to shift that up we want to give him a lot of engagement when he is being pro-social and contributing to the family so we want to give him a lot of skills what can he do how can he help what qualities does he have as a person authentically as a person or what skills could he develop if you trained him for some independence and then use those qualities and use those skills for independence autonomy but also for helping the family so he can learn how to pour his own water he can learn to actually serve other people's milks and waters to get the table ready for supper um, he can have these responsibilities that help other people. Um, you know, he's seven. He can help you in the kitchen with cooking some of the meals for dinner. Or, you know, he can help um, with some of the small chores, sorting laundry and uh, folding pillowcases. And, you know, what you want to get him busy and helping out. And then we can show our appreciation for all that he's doing to, to help. And you can fold, you know, pillowcases with him. So it's it becomes a social activity, a nice way to engage. Um, so useful contributions, training for independence, and chalking those boundaries. Right now he's getting frustrated, and um, it's because he really does feel that that um, from the first seven years of life, and I appreciate you saying you were, you were strapped with two kids at home alone during a pandemic. I, I totally understand that we're all right correcting there. But he's going to have to realize the reality of life um, and living closer in line to the reality uh, and that's going to frustrate him. It is. And he's going to have big emotions. And you just want to be calm and kind about it. Say, I know, I know. Mommy used to get your water and now you have to get it all on your own. Um, it, sometimes it's hard when you have to do things independently. But the great thing is you get to also feel really proud of how you are managing all on your own. You're growing up to be a competent and capable person who can do things on their own. And we'll save our time instead of me getting you water. Let's save our time for singing and cards and fun fun. Um, and so it's okay if he's upset. You don't need to save him from having upset feelings. You just be compassionate. I know it's frustrating. Sometimes we have to wait. <laughs> um, and so uh, it doesn't sound to me like like this is needing a, um, a psychologist, but I trust your little spidey senses. And I always think that every person should have a, a mental health professional in their corner to, uh, you know, know about their family and provide help when needed. So there's always something to be learned and gained in skills, but you might, you might find that just even starting with the basic parenting class um, might be cheaper and, and, get you those uh, those skills that you need to interact and bring about the change in the family with your kids. Thank you for the question. Good luck with that. Here's a cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's the next one. My daughter, 16, feels like she's constantly under the microscope and feeling judged by other teen girls. She appears to cope fine when she has her own friends around her for support. But when she's alone, for instance, in a class without friends, she doesn't have the skills to cope and handle the anxiety that she feels. Her instinct is to quit, remove herself from the situation. The result is she isn't exploring new opportunities, learning new things, meeting new people. Instead, she's learning that giving up makes her feel better and safe. Any suggestions? Well, you know, we're, we're living in a, in a era where uh, social media has increased the um, concern about one's, how one appears to their, their friends and colleagues, uh, because there's just so much more exposure. There is so much more judgment. We're looking at each other's feeds. We're looking at what people post. We're looking at the likes. And so there's, there is just a feeling of higher judgment in that age group than there was before. And of course, the way judgment works is that if you're somebody who judges other people, right, you're looking at somebody else's feed and you're like, look at her hair. Is she still going out with that guy? So if, if you're somebody who does uh, a judgmental, um, uh, makes judgmental comments about other people, then you are, of course, going to make the assumption that, well, I do it, so people must be doing it to me. And certainly we see in adolescence, because peer relationships are so important and so our um, attunement and paying attention to things that potentially could be social rejection are also heightened at this age. It, it does settle down a bit later, but it can also be just sort of misattribution where you know, as you say, she's sitting in class and somebody looks at her and she, without having any fact, might say that girl's looking at me. She must be, you know, thinking that she doesn't like the way I've dressed or, you know, she's she's judging me. She thinks I'm fat or whatever. They make up these stories in their heads. Meanwhile, they could be completely wrong. In fact, it could be the girls looking past her and, and trying to read the homework assignment on the board. Uh, or they see girls talking in the hallway and they make the conclusion that they must be gossiping about me or scheming behind my back um, about what they're going to do to exclude me. And in fact, they might all be talking about getting together for a homework assignment. So there's a lot where we have to like stop their um, uh, thinking and ask whether or not it's really in line with with facts or are they just jumping to conclusions. Um, we also need to tell them that the thing I just shared with you is when we judge other people, that's when we feel judged ourselves. And perhaps she could take a little look at herself and see what happens when she stops judging other people. Her feelings of being judged are going to come down and improve. So I think that's also really important. 
And I certainly don't want her escaping. Uh, learning to sit with the the uncomfortability is something that you learn to kind of you kind of push through, and you realize that uh, feelings have a sort of event horizon. You have to let her know they're like they're like clouds that float by, and they have a beginning and a middle and an end. And um, they might be uncomfortable. There's, but she they're just emotions, and she can manage it. And she'll build up some tolerance and resiliency if she can sit through it. If every time she um, cuts and flees, she's going to have to pay the consequences for that. And so you've already mentioned some of them. But if she leaves in class, she might have to have a detention. You know, the consequences for not wanting to do things alone is she might not go for that part-time job that might give her a little extra income so that she could, you know, buy some some of her fashion things or whatever. And so she's going to miss out on that opportunity. Um, so she'll, she, those consequences are happening and, and, um, she's going to have to decide when the, she's going to have to decide when the cost of this is too high and, um, uh, and, and realize that she's better to just push through and remind her that as soon as she gets settled in, it finds new connections at work, new connections at camp or whatever, then things feel better. So reminder of her past successes, reminder that she does have strategies for making friends, reminder that she does have friends. Um, and um, and I, that's, I think, really the best you can do. And, you know, again, not to say that just wait it out, she's going to age out. But I, I don't think that this means that she's fated to be like this for the whole rest of her life. She is she is figuring it out. All right. And that, let me get me my last one here. I enjoy listening to your podcast. You have a wealth of information and I thank you. Well, you are quite welcome. I have a 15-year-old son who seems to be going to bed later and later every night. I try to explain to him the importance of a good sleep habits for a healthy mind and body. He is up at 6.30 in the morning with the school start time of 8 a.m. He has school all day, homework, and is a competitive soccer player, so has practices three nights a week. How can I help him to understand the importance of sleep so he gets to bed early or at night? What I am doing now isn't working. Well, I'm not sure what you've tried, but the one thing that I would say is that when we're talking about adolescence, uh, we realize that force does not work. And if it did, you probably would have, you know, been successful by now. So instead of um, instead of force, we have to move to influence. And influence is based on building up the relationship such that we have our kid's ear. You've talked to him, but he doesn't seem to be interested in what you have to say part of that could be because as parents we often go after our kids about every little thing we aren't just talking about sleep we're talking about sleep and their homework and their hygiene and picking up their stuff in the living room and we tend to go at them over so many things they just tune us out they just become mother deaf they're they're tired of all our lecturing and all our great wisdom and all of this and they just want to manage their own lives and we don't give them the space to do that so um you know you've got to really kind of choose your battles but if you've got a good relationship i would say that um then you sort of show loving concern as a way to try to pass on some of this education. Not lecturing, not nagging. Uh, it's really about the tone and the intention that you you do. You're communicating about your concerns, loving concern. And you don't have to say it every day, um, but you know you just kind of check in. Hey, just loving, lovingly concerned about how you're feeling about your sleep habits, and if you're you know feeling any repercussions from that. Um, you know, I, I know that. Um, it can be hard, especially with all the obligations that you have to fit everything into a 24-hour day. You know, is there anything I can do to help? 
because part of it is they're uh, actually shifting their circadian rhythms because if you track when kids naturally want to go to sleep in adolescence, it moves later. They, they want to sleep in in the morning and they want to go to bed later, but they're forced by school bells to not be able to do that. So they're often not tired at the end of the night. And because they have homework and these and, and soccer, now they've got all kinds of adrenaline and they're hyped up and they're, they're not winding down for sleep. They really feel like they're not ready for bed. They don't feel like they're ready for bed. So um, I have compassion for this dilemma. <laughs> and um, uh, I would say you're probably better getting a doctor to talk about sleep or finding a fascinating article, which is like a third party expert, and maybe sending it along saying, Oh, my gosh, like shocking news. Did you know this and just give them one little one little tidbit of information. Um, and try to try to think about something that might appeal to him. Like, why would it be beneficial to him? So if it's something like, did you know that for every 10 minutes of sleep, your cognitive capacities can drop by um, by two grades? So if you're really worried about getting good marks on that science test, research shows you should really be going to bed instead of staying up and cramming. Or, um, you know, cortisol, you know, your cortisol reset happens. And if you're sleep deprived, your cortisone levels are higher. And that's really going to make a problem around um, the way that your body has a stress response uh, around your fat stores. And so, you know, maybe that's something they're trying to get their six pack ab at 15. Maybe that's something that he'd be more interested in rather than just mommy says I should sleep more. So you might find something that's kind of compelling. And we certainly saw this with quitting smoking. It seems that the most compelling thing for teens to want to quit smoking is when they said they would have a potentially erectile dysfunction. They're like, oh, no, I don't want that. My God. (laughs) So they didn't care about their teeth falling out or being stained in nicotine. They didn't care about heart attacks and cancer. But boy, that, that was important to them. So perhaps there's a connection that you can make there, too. And then I think the thing to remember is that. We, if you go back to your teen years and you think about all the bad nutrition and the bad sleep and all the things that we did, you're right. It's not optimal. It's not optimal. But do I think these are going to be the sleep patterns and lifelong habits that he's going to have his whole life? Probably not. It's probably a high school thing. And um, we, we, do our, we do our best. And um, chances are he'll come out the other end of it. And if you can keep your fear at bay, um, and have faith in the developmental process that he'll eventually figure this out and decide for himself to be self-motivated to get that it feels better to have that night's sleep or he f- performs better when he has that good night's sleep, then things will start to shift. And it may not be until he's in university or, or, or a graduate. I, I found I, I was just not a sleeper until I graduated. In fact, I don't think I was a good sleeper until I was pregnant. And then I was so exhausted. And uh, I remember after, you know, I don't know, like a maybe month two, I was like, I've had a great night's sleep for the last two months. This is what feeling rested feels like. I think I was tired my entire childhood. I think I didn't know what rested felt, felt like, to tell you the truth. And, uh, and of course, I am a very big, um, uh, a big advocate for sleep. So, you know, you've caught my attention with the question, and there is incredible research, and I find it endlessly fascinating. Um, my first degree is kinesiology and I love physiology and I love biology and I, I'm just, I geek out at the science and sleep is fascinating. So, um, it is, as you say, so, so good to us for so, so many reasons and we don't appreciate all that happens at night, but, um, so good luck on your journey and, um, you'll eventually hit the wall of your level of influence and then you've done all that you can do. And I think we have to put up our hands and feel comfortable knowing that we've, we've tried our best. So I hope that's helpful. Good luck. Thanks for the questions. We'll see you next time. 
As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.